and welcome to the Fitness Besties podcast with Lisa Dawn Beckwith. That's me. I'm Lisa, your friendly fitness coach and your newest bestie. My goal is to help you create sustainable habits that won't make you want to run away at the mention of exercise. Together, we'll wave goodbye to going it alone on your fitness journey as we embark on open, honest conversations and the support you need to start prioritizing you. Hey, fitness besties, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, your friendly fitness coach and newest bestie. So today, the day that this episode goes out is the 1st of September. Here in the UK and the States, we're heading into autumn. And for my lovely listeners in Australia, you're heading into spring. And despite what all of the marketing might be saying, you do not need a hard reset after falling off the supposed wagon <laughs> over the summer or winter in Australia. Sure, maybe your habits have not been quite as consistent or maybe you've taken a break for whatever reason, and that is okay. You might find September with its Back to school vibe is a great time to refocus on your health and fitness goals and revisit those fitness habits or even begin to create new ones. So today we're diving into finding those pockets of time to fit movement into our jam-packed schedules, all while keeping our fitness journey sustainable and enjoyable. You know, it's not about pushing ourselves to the extreme. It's about creating a lifestyle that enhances our overall well-being. So let's explore together how we can incorporate fitness into our lives without sacrificing our sanity or our social life. I truly believe in giving you the tools to create things in your own way. I'll give you examples and ideas, but I want to empower you to take those ideas and use them in a way that works for you your body, and your life. I'm sharing the framework, the steps, and the reasons behind so you understand why we do what, why we do things in a certain way and why they work. I'm giving you the structure with the fluidity to make it your own. And as Rebecca Hayden, a business and mindset coach and a very good friend of mine says, I'm your glass to your water. I believe this is the key to creating sustainable fitness habits you can stick to and truly make your own. So before we get into the nitty gritty of finding those pockets of time, let's take a moment to just think back to what we discussed in episode three, where we first talked about habit building. And remember the key building lasting and sustainable fitness routine lies in consistency. Not about being perfect or engaging in intense workouts every single day. It's about those small, consistent actions that create a foundation for long-term success. So now let's talk about some valuable resources that can guide us in forming those consistent habits. There were two books that have really stood out to me on this topic. The first one is Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. And the second is Atomic Habits by James Clear. And now, if you listen to episode three, I've already mentioned these books already. But these books delve into the science behind habit formation and behavior change. And they offer practical strategies that we can apply to our fitness journeys. 
From tiny habits, I learned about the power of starting small and atomic habits shed light on celebrating our wins and wiring in those habits. All right, so let's get practical. How can we create sustainable fitness habits that fit seamlessly into our busy lives? Number one, you want to stick your habit to an existing routine or anchor. First, we have the concept anchoring. This involves attaching our new fitness actions to existing routines. So for example, you could do a set of squats right after brushing your teeth in the morning. This way, you're leveraging something you already do to kickstart your new habit. Another, another way you can call it is habit stacking, or you could use a cue like the time of day. But think of anchor, cue, or sticking that habit to something you already do. Number two, introduce small actions. Step two is about starting small. Pick a fitness-related action that you can do even on your busiest days. So maybe it's taking a 10-minute walk during your lunch break or doing a quick dance break on, in the morning or a few squats while you wait for the kettle to boil. The key is to make it doable, no matter how packed your schedule is. And we've talked about this before, but this is what we call setting the bare minimum or the low bar. It's that that minimum that you do. It doesn't matter if you've got time to do more and you want to do more. Amazing. But you've got that bare minimum, that sort of rhythm, that, yeah, that bare minimum, that low bar. And then number three, we want to celebrate to wire in the habit. So now we're not talking about posh parties, rages, but simple acknowledgement of your achievement. So it might be a fist pump or a happy dance to celebrate. I love to do a little fist pump and a happy dance sometimes and sometimes anyway. So celebrating your wins after completing your small fitness action actually helps to wire in the habit and make you more likely to stick to it. To take things a bit further, here's some tips inspired by the work of BJ Fogg and James Clear, the authors who I, who I already mentioned. First, we want to make our habit as specific as possible. So rather than just go for a walk, you want to say, I'm going to go for a walk. Uh, I'm going to go for a five-minute walk in the morning, or I'm going to go for a five-minute walk after my breakfast or a five-minute walk at the beginning of my lunchtime, or at the end of my lunchtime before I go back to work. Or as soon as I shut my computer down at the end of the day, I'm going to do five squats. Or when I get off my work call, I'm going to go and do some press-ups. Or every time I boil a kettle, I'm going to... Nothing to say, you could do some more squats, or you could lift some weights, or you could do a few stretches, or you can have a little dance break. So be really specific about it. The more specific you can be, the more likely you are to stick to it. So rather than just, I'm going to do some weights, I'm going to do some squats, I'm going to do whatever, pick how many you're going to do. And it could just be one. It could be one squat. It could be one minute. It could be one song that you're going to have a dance break to. It could be, I'm going to walk to the end of the road and back again. Sure, you can absolutely do more, but let's set that bare minimum. So make it really specific. And then BJ actually talks about this in Tiny Habits. He calls it a recipe. So to really um, help you remember that and, and make it specific, you want to use the after I, so this is your existing behavior, 
I will, your new behavior, then you celebrate. So after I put my breakfast bowl in the sink or dishwasher, I will go and do five squats or one squat or one crystal or a one-minute dance break or go for a five-minute walk, whatever it is, then you celebrate. So you do your little happy dance or your fist pump or whatever it is you're doing. So remember, starting small and gradually building up is the key to lasting habits. So let's dive a little bit further into creating lasting fitness habits and get a little bit nerdy with some expert insights and research. And I'll share with you some practical tips to help you even more. First, look a little bit further at the authors that I've already mentioned. So James Clear's groundbreaking book, Atomic Habits, provides us with a deep understanding of how habits work and how we can use this knowledge for sustainable fitness. James emphasizes that habits are not about sudden transformations, but small, consistent changes. By focusing on the power of tiny, incremental improvements, we can make profound and lasting changes to our fitness routines. Big J Fogg is a renowned behavior scientist. He works at Stanford University and actually James Clear took his course at Stanford. He was taught by BJ, so there is some crossover in the work. BJ is a renowned behavior scientist who spent years researching behavior change and habit formation, not only in the lab, but also out there in real life, working and coaching normal human beings in their everyday life, putting his method into practice with thousands and thousands of people over the years. His book, Tiny Habits, teaches us that creating new habits doesn't have to be a monumental task, but starting with tiny actions that are easy to integrate into our daily lives, we can pave the way for larger, more impactful changes over time. BJ's work really helps us to understand the psychology behind habit formation and the importance of celebrating our successes, no matter how small they may seem. You can see then the crossover in their work. They, they, they talk about very similar things, but I love both of these books. James Clear's Atomic Habits has a little bit more storytelling in it, along with all the information and uh, bullet points and things. It's great if you really like, like things like that. BJ's book has small chunks of information with pictures and diagrams, so it's very easy to understand. Also goes into a great amount of depth. So both, I would highly recommend both books, actually. Yeah, just depends on the type of books that you actually like. You think, or you can just carry on listening to, to me. I share their work alongside other things I've learned and, and how I've helped use these ideas to help myself and my clients over the years. Lots of ways that you can learn from these people. And then let's have a little bit of a look at what the research and the data and science actually tells us, because I really love to know that everything I'm teaching and sharing is backed by science, as well as real-life practical implications, whether it's been through myself, like lived experiences I've had or things I've, I've used with my clients. I like to know that there is, and there is research behind it. So research in the field of habit formation, often drawing from cognitive psychology and neuroscience, sheds light on how our brains create and reinforce habit. I love nerding out over the brain. 
Super clever our brain. So for example, it highlights the role of neural pathways in habit formation and how repetition and reward plays a critical role. Understanding these scientific principles can help us navigate the process of creating sustainable fitness habits. So that's why I love to pepper little, little bits of science throughout so that you know that yeah, not only do this work, and, you know, they do work, they, they work for me and my lived experience, but they also are coming from high quality data and research, if that's something that interests you. And then lastly, something I want to share with you is something called behavioral economics. I mean, what is that? So insights from behavioral economics can also provide valuable lessons for habit creation. Behavioral economics is a branch of economics explores how people make decisions, particularly when those decisions involve money, resources, or choices. It combines insights from economics and psychology to understand why people sometimes make irrational decisions and how we can design choices to encourage better decisions. Concepts like nudging and choice architecture, I'll explain about those in a minute, show us how our environment and the way choices are presented can influence our habits. So by making small changes to our surroundings and decision-making process, we can make it easier to stick to our fitness goals. So let's dive a bit deeper into those terms. So nudging is a concept in behavioral economics that involves gently guiding or encouraging people to make choices without restricting their freedom or imposing heavy rules. So again, it's a little bit like that glass to the wall. Think of it as a gentle push or a nudge, as the word would say, in the right direction. A nudge is designed to make the preferred choice more appealing or easier to choose. And I'll give you some examples of these in, in a moment. And then the, the other time I said about was choice architecture. Choice architecture refers to a way that choices are presented or organized to influence people's decisions. It recognizes that the way options are framed or arranged can significantly impact the way people choose. Behavioral economics and concepts like nudging and choice architecture are used in various fields, including public policy, marketing, and healthcare, to encourage people to make choices that are in their best interest or align with certain goals. So great for us to understand. By drawing on the research and wisdom from experts like James Clear and BJ Fogg, as well as scientific insights, we gain a well-rounded understanding of habit creation. This knowledge equips us with the practical strategies and a solid foundation for building sustainable fitness habits that can withstand the challenges of our busy lives, which we all have. Now we've nerded out a bit, here are some actionable steps that you can use to enhance what we've already talked about to build sustainable fitness habits. So don't start overwhelming yourself. Self, if this is all new to you, I would literally just start with those three steps that we talked about at the beginning. But if you've kind of been listening to me for a while or we've worked together and you're quite familiar with the concepts of habit formation, the three, the three steps that I talked about, then here are some extra steps that you can try and add in to help you just to enhance what, what we're doing to help us to really stick to those habits. So the first one is, 
getting visible with your workout equipment or your workout wear. So this is actually a choice architecture. So going back to those that we were talking about earlier. So by placing your exercise equipment, such as dumbbells, bands, or your mat, in a visible and accessible location in your house, or wherever it is, your office, or wherever it is you're choosing to do this, when you see them daily, you're more likely to be reminded and motivated to use them. It's that little pebble in your shoe every time you see it. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to go and do this now. Remember, you don't need fancy equipment. Start with what you have at home. So if it's weights or dumbbells, uh, you can use hot, heavy objects around your house, or you can put a few heavy things like books in a bag or a rucksack. This can work really, really well when you're first starting out. You also don't need a mat. You can just work out on the carpet or put a rug or a blanket or something down. And you can also work out without weights as well. You can just use your own body weight. If you are using something, this is a great way to remind you. And this could also be the same for your workout clothes or shoes if you need or want them. And you can lay them out the night before. So when you wake up or you return home from work, if you've been out or you've been out for the day, Seeing your exercise gear ready to go can be a really great, powerful reminder to get moving. <laughs> so remember, you don't have to wear anything special to move your body. I've definitely been known to lift weights in my pajamas or have a dance in the shower or while I'm getting dressed in the morning. Or if I've been working at the computer, I've got my weights in the other room. I'll go and have a little um, stretch or do some, do some weights as a little break away from the computer so maybe you don't need certain things to do it but these are some tips if you do make them visible so they're that visible reminder for you so leaving your your weight by the kettle or somewhere where you pass or your mat or something and then you can take those movement snacks those movement bites that we've, we've spoke about and you can go and do your you know one or two squats or you'll have your little dance break or you can go and do your your little routine, you know, maybe it is you've got a, a yoga flow that you like to do or some stretches or a, a little workout routine that you want to do, but you've got that visible reminder. So then the next thing that will really help you is scheduling. So using your, and again, this is a choice architecture if you're interested, so using your calendar or creating a weekly, weekly fitness calendar to plan your exercise routines. Do you want to set specific times for your workouts and set reminders? So treating them like appointments makes it more likely that you're going to stick to them. And also having a visible schedule can help you to commit to your fitness routine. So I've talked about this quite a few times already on, on the podcast, but if this is your first time listening, welcome. <laughs> but also, this is why I added a section on my fitness habits tracker, the Busy Women's Fitness Habit Tracker, which you can download for free from my website. I added a section at the beginning. So not only can you track what you're doing throughout the week, you can also take a moment at the beginning of the week to sit down and plan. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm going to spend an hour here, half an hour here, I'm going to go to this class, I'm going to do this. It can be if, they, if those things are in your schedule. But it could also be just sitting down and thinking, okay, where in my day, where in my week can I fit those little movement bites, those movement snacks? And just think about it ahead of time so you are planning it. And then you can create those recipes that we talked about. When I uh, do something, I will do this action. And then you said, so we spoke about that earlier. 
yeah, the fitness habit tracker, you can download it from my website, lisadornbeckwith.com forward slash tracker. And then another thing, the next thing that you can do, which is actually a nudging thing, so this helps give you a little nudge, is create a workout playlist with your favorite energizing songs. So when you associate exercise with enjoyable music, it becomes a much more enjoyable habit. So create that power list for whatever it is, you know, the ones that make you dance. And, you know, if you love to sing as well, do that. I definitely have been really enjoying putting music on in the morning. In the, I've got a speaker now, I've been in the shower, so I put it on in the shower. Then I bring it into the bedroom and while I'm getting ready, I'm having a little dance or <laughs> And yeah, I've got like a playlist of really like uplifting and um, empowering and energizing songs that I can put on when I'm, when I want to just have a little dance party or when I'm working out, if I need a little bit of a oomph or if I'm going out for a walk or a run. And sometimes actually I listen to podcasts. So you could also do that if you've got ones that really help to energize you. Music is so powerful. So it really can help lift you up. It can change your mood and really help change your state as well. So if you're feeling a bit down and a bit sluggish, tired, by putting on some uplifting, energizing music can instantly help you feel a bit better. And then, you you know, if it's music you really love, you're not going to be able to sit still. So you can like just have a little dance. Even if you are just working, you can do that as well. But anyway. Going back to what I was saying, create a workout playlist. <laughs> but yeah, know that music is powerful. It's really great for shifting our mood and shifting us. And then next, we have a visible progress tracking. So again, this is a choice architecture. Create a visual progress chart or board where you can mark off completed workouts or record your fitness achievements. So things like if you are doing your movement bites, you could sort of like tick off how many like things you've done for your legs, how many things you've done for your arms. You could tick off like your move minutes, like, okay, I've moved five minutes this morning, I've done 10 minutes later, and you can kind of track it throughout the week. And seeing your progress visually can be really, really motivating. Um, And again, going back to the habit tracker, this is exactly why I created the fitness habit tracker. So if you haven't already downloaded it, head to my website, lisadornbeckwith.com forward slash tracker. And you can download it there. I've got a couple of little videos as well that give you extra tips and explain how to use. But it is literally, it's got the bit at the beginning of the week to plan out when you're going to do things, have a little bit of a think ahead of time. It's got uh, your tracker where you can kind of, you know, work out when you've been moving and, and keep a track of that. And I definitely know that tracking is very powerful. And my Strong Start program that I spoke about last week in last week's episode actually is launching very soon. One of the things that, that the people I did their program last time I run it, and back in January, February time, they said that actually the tracking is very motivating. So we have trackers alongside the program. So I won't talk about it now. But if you do want to find out more about the program, head to the website, Lisa Dawn Beckwith forward slash Strong Start. So yeah. Moving on, the next one, which is a nudging, is friends, family, or housemate participation. So encouraging your family, friends, or your housemates to join you can be really, really powerful. So it can help give that nudge, that little extra accountability. So group fitness activities can make exercise more enjoyable and create a sense of accountability. And like we talked about, I think it was last week, in the episode when I was talking about community, you don't necessarily have to be with those people to make it fun. You can be, 
but you could also be doing things at the same time. You know, you're you're both working on the same program, we've got the same goals, we can message each other. And be doing things together can be really fun. So if you've got people at home with you, you can you can do that as well. I do that sometimes. You know, we have a workout together or we like encourage each other. Oh, have you done, you know, have you done any squats today? Have you done any weights? Oh, let's go out for a walk. You know, that sort of thing can be really helpful to have other people to help nudge you <laughs> and remind you to do things in a gently friendly, friendly way. Obviously, you've given them permission. <laughs> They're not just saying, wait, you get off the sofa. Anyway. So then the next one is reminders. So reminders are very powerful. We get busy. We can get focused on our work and or whatever the day, the day runs away with us. I hear this so often. Oh, I don't know where the time has gone, Lisa. I've just run out of time. I just haven't got time. I always mean to exercise or move or stretch or whatever it is. I just run out of time. So yeah, one thing that will help is the planning ahead of time. So like thinking ahead, putting those like reminders, you know, sketching it in your diary, like it was a, an important, you know, meeting or appointment with someone or, you know, like a social sort of thing. But the, but the other thing to do is setting reminders. So setting daily or weekly reminders on your phone to remind you to move can be really, really useful. So you could set just really simply a little alarm on your phone. So if you've decided, oh, you know, I'm sat on my computer all day today, I want to get up and make sure I move so I don't like get too bogged down and set little alarms on your phone like every hour or you could beginning of the week when you've decided, oh, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do whatever it is at a certain time of day or, or whatever. You can set those reminders, it pops up and it could even say something like, happy move just give you that little nudge or you could say okay well I've decided that you know after my breakfast I'm going to do this and you could put a reminder up you put a sticky note on the fridge or the kettle or whatever reminders are really powerful while we're trying to embed those habits yeah use alarms use sticky notes whatever it is you want to do things that pop up on your computer however you want to remind yourself give yourself those little nudges do that and then the next thing that we want to, that's a great thing to do is fitness challenges. Right. Hear me out here. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to go and do uh, some crazy challenge, but they can really help you. So you can set up your own little challenges with your friends and family. So just sort of can be something really simple. Like I want to make sure that I, you know, get out the house every day, be working from home, want to get out of my house every day. And, you know, I'm not really doing much at the moment. So. I'm going to like set myself a goal of 10 minutes a day or something. So you can set up that little challenge. You can do it with your friends and family. You can like, right, come on, everyone. Like, we all need to do this. Like, you know, you've said you want to work on this as well. Let's, you know, keep each other a little bit accountable. Let's nudge each other. So they can really help provide motivation and structure. And this is something I used when I first started my daily walking habit. A good friend of mine recommended an app called Stride Kick stride kit you can find it and what it does is you can set up these uh little goals you can do it just for yourself if you want uh, as a way to keep accountable you can also do it with friends and you can choose like a map like walking around rome or wherever it is you want to you know around london and stuff so it's like a, a set distance like a daily thing it's say a set distance say walking a, a set distance around london and you set, I don't know, 30 days or something to, to do that. And you're all like, you know, tracking it on your phone. It just picks it up as you're walking around. Um, if you're using it for walking, for example, running or whatever. 
and it tracks like how far you've gone or how many minutes you've moved for. Yeah, and you can kind of see like where your friends are at as well. So it means you're working independently, like we talked about last week with the community, but you've got that sort of accountability and that little bit of fun into it and like, oh, you know, my friend's gone a little bit further when they track, oh, I'm going to go out and do a few extra minutes. Thing Just gives you that really gentle sort of nudge <laughs> as it was. So yeah, that's a really great way to do that. You, yeah, have that bit of gentle competition with your friends or family or whoever while still being independent with your fitness goals. So then one we've already talked about, this is also a nudging, I'll just mention it because it is important, is setting a cue. So we've talked about setting reminders, setting alarms and things, but we spoke about at the beginning about uh, that anchor or sticking it to something you already do when when you're starting your new habit. So yes, pairing your workout routine with an existing habit or cue. So example, after your morning coffee, you commit to a five-minute movement routine. So it could be, you know, you've set one up already or you've set aside that time to do whatever it is you wanted to do, whether it's some stretches, whether it's some weights or some squats or, you know, go for a little walk or have a little dance break. And this, by doing this, it makes exercise a part of your daily ritual. So again, we talked about this in episode seven, I think, when we talked about the identity habits and about making a ha- making our fitness and our health and fitness and our movement an integral part of who we are and of our day and our, you know, it's just something we do, you know, rather than something we have to do, something we have to remember. By setting up those cues, those nudges, it really helps to make it a part of our daily routine. And then another thing we can do is setting trackable goals. So this is another choice architecture. So we can set specific measurable fitness goals, also known as SMART goals. You might have heard of those. And we also want to track our progress. So again, (laughs) the fitness habit tracker is great for this because we can set our goals ahead of time. We can use it to track. Tracking is really powerful for accountability. But SMART goals or SMART stands for specific measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So just like I said as well at the beginning about making things a little bit more specific. So when, yeah, the more you can drill down on your goals, the easier it is to to stick to them rather than being vague and wishy-washy like, I want to get fit. I want to move my body more. I want to walk more. These are amazing goals, but let's drill them down a bit more and make them um, smart. (laughs) Yeah, if you define your goals using this framework, so for example, instead of I want to get fit, which again is amazing, let's set a goal like I will walk for 30 minutes. So you've got you've got specifics. So what you're gonna do, you're gonna be walking uh, for 30 minutes, five days a week for the next three months. So you've made it specific, measurable, so it's 30 minutes, five days a week, and you made it time bound for the next three months. And then the thing you need to check if relevant, is it relevant to your goal, is walking 30 minutes a day, uh, five days a week for the next three months. Is that going to help you get fit? You know, I mean, if you can already do that, maybe it's not. Maybe you need to make it harder. But if you're not doing anything at the moment, maybe that's not achievable. So ask yourself, is this goal achievable or is this something I need to work up to? So going back to those those tiny habits, those those small uh, bites, that sort of small, very easy thing to do uh, when you first start. So maybe that 30 minutes, it starts off as five minutes. 
And maybe five days a week is too much. Maybe it's one day a week or maybe it's five minutes every day, whatever it is you want to do. So make it that specific, um, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. You can kind of like, you don't necessarily hit all of those, but yeah, the more it just gives you a framework for making it a bit more specific. And uh, yeah, remember we want to make it small and build up to it. So maybe you build up to that 30 minutes. So yeah, this choice architecture really helps to reinforce your commitment to your goals. So it's another great way. And then the last one I want to share on this list is and social accountability. So this is a nudge again. So I kind of mentioned it before, but you can share your fitness journey on social media or with a group of friends online. And knowing that others are following your progress can nudge you to stay consistent. You can also share your fitness goals with friends and family members and ask them to be your accountability partner. Checking in with someone who shares your goals can provide motivation and keep you on track. By implementing these strategies, you can create an environment that encourages regular exercise and helps you build sustainable fitness habits. The key is to make fitness a natural and enjoyable part of our daily lives. So a few couple of uh, final things to just help you is we want to learn to adapt. The life is unpredictable and there will be days when your schedule gets disrupted or, you know, you're not well or something happens. So instead of just skipping it completely, I mean, you know, if you're unwell and you take a rest, you take a rest. But instead of, you know, maybe you'd plan to go for a half an hour walk, instead of not doing anything, do something smaller, do something like have a one minute dance party, go for a five minute walk, do like five squats instead of a 20 minute, like work, you know, workout that you kind of set up for yourself. Have a back out plan for quick at home workouts or exercises you can do in limited space. So if you're away or on holiday, you're in a hotel, you haven't got that much space, you haven't got your weights with you. Do bodyweight squats, do press-ups against, you know, the edge of the bed or against the desk or whatever it is. You know, some some standing up stretches instead of blind down stretches or on the floor sort of thing. So have some have some ideas. Like, and again, that comes back to the planning, planning ahead. I'm gonna be away or I've got a, a busy week. Or yeah, again, it's going back to that bare minimum. So yeah, just learning to adapt is a really great skill to have to help us stay consistent in some way. And then lastly, reflect and adjust. So we want to regularly assess our progress and adjust our goals or strategies accordingly. So what's working? What's not? Being flexible and willing to make changes as needed is key to long-term success. And again, go back to the habit tracker. <laughs> you can do this yourself as well. You can just write it out in a, in a journal or in a, in a notebook or something. I did add a section at the end of the habit tracker for this reason. So you can take a moment at the end of the week to reflect. So remember, building sustainable fitness habits takes time, patience, and self-compassion. Don't be too hard on yourselves if, if you slip up occasionally. The journey is about progress, not perfection. Implementing these additional steps can help you stay on track and make fitness a natural part of your life. So now, why is all this effort worth it? Well, because incorporating movement into your busy life has a ton of benefits. 
you'll experience improved energy levels, heightened productivity, and an overall sense of well-being. Remember, every small action counts, and those pockets of time add up. All right, so let's wrap this up. Consistency really is the golden ticket to achieving your fitness goals. I want to encourage you to start small, find those pockets of time, and make each action count. Remember, this journey is about progress, not perfection. And if you haven't already downloaded the Fitness Habit Tracker, head to my website today, lisadawnbeckwith.com forward slash tracker. And if you want more information on my Strong Start program that I briefly mentioned today, you can find out about that at lisadawnbeckwith.com forward slash strong start. And from there, you can get all the information and you can also join the wait list uh, to gain access to cheeky discounts and bonuses that I'm giving you for being on the wait list when the doors open in a couple of weeks. So thank you so much for tuning in today to today's episode of Fitness Besties. I really hope you're feeling inspired to find those pockets of time for movement in your busy schedule. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your support really, really does mean the world to me, and it can help others to find the podcast and the Fitness Besties community. So don't forget to follow me on social media at Lisa Dorn-Beckwith for more tips, motivation, and updates on the podcast. And always remember, I'm here as your friendly fitness coach. And your newest bestie, or not so newest now if you've been around for a while. So until next time, keep moving and keep being amazing. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. And if you haven't grabbed my free Busy Women's Fitness Habit Tracker, which includes bonus training videos with tips and ideas, then head to the link in the show notes and grab it today so you can learn how to build sustainable movement habits that fit into your already busy schedule. And if you love this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with a friend or on social media. And if you haven't submitted a review, I'd love to hear from you. Just head to Apple Podcasts and review to help others find the show. And lastly, if we're not connected, head over to Instagram and say hi. I'd love to hear from you. Tune in every Friday for new episodes. Speak to you soon. Bye.